Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to this very special interview. My name is Lee Cougar Roberts, and it is an honor to be here with Michelle Whitney. Um, this interview is one in a series with some very special women who are part of a photo book project created by myself and my best friend and fellow author and sister advocate, Donna Shear. And the title of the book is called You Are Enough. And I'm so pleased to introduce my guest here with us today, Michelle Whitney. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It's an honor and a privilege, that's for sure. Uh, Thank you. This is an amazing project. Um, Could you share a little bit about yourself um, with our listeners? I mean, just as little or as much as you would like, um, and then we'll get on to the interview questions. But, you know... Oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm a bit of a messy person. Um, <laughs> I spent 10 years in law enforcement. I was a corrections officer for six years here locally in Clinton County. And then I was a military spouse for 16 years. Um, my husband served in the Air Force. And uh, when he met me, he had four years under his belt. And, and then he decided he was going to drag me along for the next 16. Uh, I enjoyed it. And, and uh, I enjoyed supporting for sure. And then during that time, I was also um, my father's caregiver. He had Lewy body dementia. And uh, that was a, a, a difficult period for me. There, there was a lot going on. I found myself raising my child, who, who is now 24. His name is Justin. Um, and, and being a military spouse while my husband was deployed, trying to hold down a career and take care of my father. And it all kind of overlapped at the same time. Um, Currently, right now, I am uh, a founder of a watchdog group here in Clinton County, the Clinton County Watchdog Group, and we seek transparency and accountability of our local government, state, and sometimes we dabble into the, at the federal level as well. Um, it's it's an interesting mix. It's I've never seen a group done like this before. It, it was a, a brainstorm that I had when I was running for office. I ran for commissioner and lost. And decided that a couple of days later, my plan B was going to be to start up this group because I, I see such a need to pull um, this data from our local government and to provide it back to the people. And the people have, a, have the right to know what is going on in their government. Um, our government people, they work for us. It's not the other way around. Um, and it, it's an interesting mix. It's a mix of advocacy and politics and investigative reporting. And uh, it, it keeps me busy, that's for sure. And in order to support the group, I'm now currently a studying paralegal. So I have my hands full. And also we push political candidates, and I'm currently running a, uh, um, a governor's uh, uh, political political campaign here for Clinton County at the same time. So if if there's one thing that I am not, it's it's bored. <laughs> I stay really really busy, and I've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> a lot of that that's actually an understatement. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is, that can be um, often at times overwhelming, you know. Um, and you know, before before I ask you. You know, get onto the first interview question. I do want to ask you something. It's like, do you do anything for self-care? Do you take that time, even if it's 10 minutes? I mean, do you take that time out for yourself? Because we can't pour from an empty cup, and you do so much. That is a great question, and I struggle with that. Um, I will literally work myself into the ground, and I ran into that problem 
uh, probably about four years ago, I was really sick and I had a, a, a bleeding ulcer and I just would not go to the doctor. I was just too busy. I, we were moving from Hampton, Virginia back here. My husband was retiring. I had a full plate of everything and I was not taking care of myself and I, I ended up almost dying because of it. So I've learned and I, I'm very I'm much more mindful of myself. Uh, now I, I make sure that I work out every single day, that I try to take care of myself, that I, I have to remind myself to eat. Sometimes I just get so busy. I'm, I'm too involved in, in so much that's going on. But, yeah, so it's really important. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You have I to take care of yourself. Yeah. What you said is spot on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, struggle. you know, I Struggling with, you know, taking the time to care for yourself um, is something a lot of us, including myself, that we, we and, and even Donna, it's like we just go. We, we get so busy mm-hmm. taking care of others, and it's like, wait a minute, yeah, take 10 minutes to breathe, you know, um, and if you've got a full yeah. house or if you've got kids in the house or you're a caregiver um, for a family member, it's like sometimes you got to shut yourself in the bathroom and just take those 10 minutes sometimes or, you know, or in the bedroom and just – take that time, whether it's, you know, just close your eyes and just meditate or, um, you know, it's really important. Some people take, um, I have a daughter-in-law that makes bath bombs and it's really important. I'm thinking they, you know, it's taking a bath, just taking a quick soak, just relaxing, even in some Epsom salts or something like that with your favorite scented candles. If you're, you know, if you like scented candles or just it's really, really important. Like I said, it's you can't pour from an empty cup. And, and, and yeah. we tend to push ourselves to the point where we literally drop. And your body's going, okay, this yeah. is it. <laughs> you are done. Yeah. And it's time yeah. to take a break. Um, so that's really, really critical. And so, what, I mean, question one that I have here is like actually kind of a two-parter um, in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Let me start. What was it like for you to share your story and your personal experience for in this book? And um, what was the writing process like for you as well? You know, if you had a a routine you followed um, before taking a walk to clear your head or if you just were able to write it all down or if you made like 20 drafts and, you know, filled up the the trash bucket before you – you know, for you've got the final draft, final copy. You know, what was it like for you? How did? What were you feeling? How were you feeling inside? It was really tough for me. I I'm good at defining other things and defining issues, but I'm not very good at defining myself. I'm a messy person. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to color inside the lines. So it was tough for me. I'd ask one of my friends. I was like, I'm not sure how to address this because I don't, I don't have one singular thing has defined me. I seem to have been just a, I'm 54 years old and I just seem to have, have grown through, through careers. I've been through multiple careers. I've always seemed to, to be attracted to the male dominant roles. So I, you know, I've kind of grown yeah. through all of that to become what I am now. So it was very difficult for me. And I was definitely one of the ones that filled up the garbage bag with, with, with scraps while I wrote this um, because I, I just couldn't seem to, to get it right. I didn't want to just dabble on being a caregiver for my father with Lewy body dementia. I, I didn't want to center it around that. I, I wanted to write something that would be encouraging to others, you know, to, to help others who, who may be like me, where it just isn't one singular event that, that has defined me. And it, it was tough. But um, 
you know, I, I hope that, that what I wrote empowers others. And I hope that, that they can grab a little bit from it. I probably could have written an entire book <laughs> on, on what I was trying to say. And I was trying to get it into, you know, three paragraphs. I'm like, okay, how do I put my world in three paragraphs? <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, hope that, yeah. I hope that it added something. There was some value added there. And sometimes it's it's really hard to, okay, I want to share all of this, but what's the most important thing that I want to get across that I want to share with somebody right now? And, you know, you can, who knows, you may write a book about, you know, all this other stuff that, that you went yeah. through that you experienced. So, and, and that would be pretty awesome. Um, you know, and, yeah, writing process, it's, yeah, you write, it's kind of like taking picture selfies. It's, you know, 25, 20, 25 selfies before you get to choose one out of the bunch. Um, <laughs> right. Makes it hard. Um, some people can just, like, put it all down, and they got it. And I'm like, no. Um, you know, did you did you take a, like, take a walk or anything to, you know, you or, or meditate or do anything really extra special just just to clear yourself um or before you wrote before you put pen to paper so to speak you know my writing process is it for for doing things like this is is a long one i will write a rough draft i'll, <laughs> I'll just sit down and i'll just ramble and you know and then i'll start paring things down and in in between while i'm working on these things i like to work out <laughs> I, I hit the treadmill. I have a I have a swim spa. I'll go go for a swim, um, as long as it's something that I can blow off steam. Because I but I find myself in, in when I'm writing, I get frustrated, because I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to put it down on paper. You know, I I want to, I want that perfect sentence. I want perfection, but I know that I can't do it. <laughs> and so you know, I've got to get up and I've got to walk away. You know, so you know, in 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 blowing off steam, I have to work out. I, that's just what I have to do. <laughs> I wish I could meditate. I, I meditate. I have. I have no. I have no patience for it. I can't do it. I have tried and tried. I don't have the patience. So my hats off to all those men and women out there that can meditate because it is not me. <laughs> Sometimes it, it depends. Sometimes you know that it's not just one specific thing, but different times. You know. You know. Sometimes. You know, you may take a walk. Sometimes you may just, you know, close your eyes and just focus on your breathing. It's it's different. And when when you're so incredibly busy, you know, like like you have been and like you are, it's just it's hard. It's really hard. Um, yeah. And and the perfection, I you know, <laughs> totally can get that. Um, it's got to be perfect. <laughs> now that doesn't sound right. That sounds off. Oh, oh. You know, tear it up, start it again, or delete it, um, and type it again, and you go back 25 times before you get that one sentence or that one paragraph just the way that you want it. It's hard to articulate, to express what's on your heart sometimes, and um, put that into words. Absolutely. I mean, I have literally spent a day over one sentence. You know, just one sentence. I'll spend a day messing with that one sentence to get it to say exactly what I want it to say. So, you know, and, and of course I'm doing other things at the same time, but still. And that's kind of my 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 process is I jump in, jump out, jump in, jump out. And it works okay for me, but it is frustrating. Um, and that's why I'm probably never going to write a book, Lee. <laughs> 
And when you said you know something about babbling, you know, and you're just writing and writing and writing, I mean, that's free writing, and that's great. That is a fantastic way um, to get your creativity going and to get – you know, get things out on paper or, you know, type them if you're working electronically. Um, so that's that's a positive thing. Um, and then you can eventually yeah. kind of like, okay, you know, I know some of this doesn't make sense. Or you set the, set the clock for, okay, 15 minutes and just write. Just write. Take one word, um, you know, and write about something that hits you about that, like the oceans, the mountains, um, or, or just just free write and some really great stuff um really great writing can come out of that and does um you know how the photos that that were taken for this book and i know that i'm just now you know seeing some of the extras i'm seeing the ones now um being shared that didn't make it um for the quote-unquote cut um there were three photos every woman had in the book and for taking those. But all in all, taking, you know, all of those photos, those are all amazing. They're, they're raw, they're unedited, and there are, most importantly, there are no filters. And this shows the real person. Um, and this is, is something our society is filled with, you know, filters, 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 Photoshop this, mm-hmm. Photoshop that. And it's not realistic. It is absolutely not realistic. Right. You know, we've got the recurring theme that keeps getting pounded at, at all of us um, as adults and even youth is that we are never mm-hmm. enough. We're never good enough. We're never beautiful or worthy enough. And that comes from outside. That comes from social Absolutely. media um, and, and, you know, some celebrities, all, many celebrities, and, and sadly from often from many people who are close to us. It's, um, it's, a, it's really, really something that we've got to talk about, too. And I love the, I love the, mm-hmm. the title, you know, just saying you are enough. And that's really important. Mm-hmm. No filters as you are. Um, and that's really hard for, you know, and a lot of us um, women, and even though men aren't in this particular book, you know, there are men that do um, deal with that as well. They struggle with that. But I want to ask you, were you, were you nervous about having the photos done? Um, what were your thoughts and feelings? What was going through your mind and your heart at the time that Cynthia was taking these photos? I am always nervous when people are taking my picture because even back, I'm 54 years old. I was on a diet when I was 12. And that's the, that's the the pressures that society puts on, on women in particular. I don't see the same pressures being put on men. Maybe, maybe it's more so now with social media being as powerful as what it is. But I mean, I've I've always wanted to, have that perfect image and always have that perfect picture and um so yeah you there's it's nerve-wracking for me to be i, I want to be behind people and pushing them in front of the camera i don't want to be the one in front of the camera you know and that's always the way that i have been i you know i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not saying i'm uncomfortable but it's not where i really thrive you know so you know, it was it was nerve wracking for me. But Cynthia is, is such a sweetheart, and she's so good at what she does, and you know she's very good at putting people at ease. And I think that 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 made me, of course, feel better about the process in itself. And then you know, 
I, I think at some point in time, I'm, I've become a little bit of a public figure, you know, running a group that has 3,600 members in it. And I, I think that, you know, I've, over the past maybe year, year and a half, I've become more comfortable being in, being in front of a camera. But you know, still, you know, there's such a, a demand <laughs> that's put on women in particular of being perfect and, and you can't be chubby and you can't be puffy or poofy and you know and boy you look old in that picture or your hair isn't this or it isn't that and it's tough it's it's really it's difficult and i think we need to start looking at, at women in particular as more than just body image and more than and just surface there's a lot more to us than just that and, you know, the whole filtering of, of social media is not helping any any of this at all, especially for our youth. Our youth are being impacted greatly by this this need to project themselves into social media as perfection. Uh, I really don't think it's healthy for, for anybody, to be honest with you. Um, thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, as far as you know, and I know a lot with the with the weight um, and with the weight issues, um, it does. I, I have seen more women than men that struggle with that, and but are, are mm-hmm. in the youth um, in the youth um, age group um, at this point in time. Yeah, there are more. There are more on both sides, um, and there are more young men boys who are struggling too but there are so many more women and it, it seems like the, the, that's that's a big common factor you know in a lot of the women that have been sh- that I've been speaking with and um and it's really really difficult and at 12 at 12 on a diet I yeah. wow yeah. um I what I yeah I've struggled as well, I wasn't happy um, showing that. You know, can't we make me look a little thinner, kind of thing? You know, in the picture, how can I stand and you can mm-hmm. see half of me? You know, one of those things. But yeah, <laughs> right. um, but being being deaf, I have no choice. Um, so you know, pictures are taken; they're taken. <laughs> you know, but um, it is a very um, it's very hard for those who who have dealt with that all their life, and people don't realize out there that. My goodness, you know, a child on a diet, you're not even a teenager. Teenagers yeah. get, oh, you know, got to be thin, got to fit in the prom dress and um, homecoming gown and all of that. Um, but, but and it's happening, you know, you see younger and younger girls who are struggling with weight. And, I, you know, I just, when it, well, families and, you know, Extended families, immediate families. There needs to be more support, you know, and yeah. and a whole lot less next to nothing. Of hey, you know, oh, do you really need to eat that? Oh, you don't want dessert right. tonight, do you? You know, you're getting chunky. I mean, the things that get said. If some parents out there, or even hey, you know, grandmothers, you know, I was like, oh, here, eat, have some more of this, have some more of that. You know, and there's always candy out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But if more parents, grandparents, um, aunts, and uncles would pay more attention to what's coming, the words that are coming out of their mouth before they open them, you know, it's like, what am I saying? You know, this is a kid. Yeah, it's like they don't realize the long-term effects that – that's going to put on the child, um, really, and they'll struggle usually for the rest of their life. Um, and what's Absolutely. sad is, you know, some some women die 
because of their weight, mm-hmm. up and down, up and down, trying this, trying that. Um, there's so many different things, um, but it, it is a struggle, and it's something that needs to be talked about more because there is a stigma, um, and people really do need to hold their breath for a minute and think about what they're going to say. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, you know, is you really going to eat that? You don't need that. You know, have some more vegetables. Have some more of this. But everybody's entitled to have, you know, hey, I read something ages ago. It's like keep um, talking about keeping your fork or it's eating dessert first. Have dessert first. Have dessert for breakfast. What the heck? You know, um, mm-hmm. life is short. We only have one life. Enjoy it. Um and it's difficult for a lot um a lot of youth who have grown up um they you know doing the diets and everything and they they end up with disordered eating um uh-huh yeah so from bulimia to anorexia um there's you know compulsive overeating that you know so many things and just from different struggles that they're trying to get through and it's really heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking um, how did being part of this photo book project, how did part of being part of You Are Enough affect the way you now see yourself and how do you feel your story can help other women? <laughs> well, that's a great question. <laughs> right. While I was yeah, writing yeah. what I was writing... <laughs> <laughs> While I was writing what I was writing, I, I noticed that, wow, um, I was getting really burnt out. And that happens with me. I'll work myself to the point where I just, I, I'm burnt out. And in order to recover from that, I have to pull myself out and get myself out of the weeds and go up in that 30,000-foot view. And while I was writing this, that's what I did. And I went up to that 30,000-foot view, and I, I looked back down, and I was like, wow, look at all the stuff you have accomplished. You know, and it's a it's a big deal when you notice that shifting baseline, and you see how far you have come, and even it's like when you get burnout. I don't know if anybody else does, or if I'm I'm sure somebody does, but when you get burnout, it's kind of depressing. You keep keep taking the hit. You keep having all these losses, and you're not winning at anything. You're not getting anywhere. You know, you're kicking up dust, but nothing's going on, and. It, when you when you get up in that thirty thousand foot view and you look back and you see everything you have accomplished, it brings everything back into light and everything comes back into focus. And it, it, when I was writing what I did, that was one of the things I wanted to portray to people: is don't get deterred by these supposed losses because they're not losses; it's just a setback. Go up there to that thirty thousand foot view and look back down and look at where you started, and then recognize that. And see how far you have come it's, from where you were. And, you know, you exactly, have to, and that's to hard, yourself hard, even further. It, yeah, and, um, it's really hard to do that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, but look, look back, mm-hmm. you know, even five years ago, ten years ago, and look at where you are now. Look at how much you've changed. Um, you, you get a different perspective on things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and the depression that you know with all the losses um it, it's there's a stigma around mental health around um and around people even speaking about it but if 
That is mm-hmm. a, a really big stigma also that we've got to talk about, keep talking about, keep talking about supporting others. Be the hand that it, that helps bring another person into the light. You know, I've been there, here, sure. take my hand. You know, I'll stand by you, I'll, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really hard, but in it's when you experience, you know, so many losses in, in, you know, in a period of time where you just haven't had a chance to catch your breath. Um, you right. don't have a chance to deal with that and, and grieve, you know, whether it's three months or sometimes there's, you know, six months and then there's another loss and boom, not a year later you've got right. another one going on and it's just really, really hard. Um, yeah. I definitely and, can relate. And I think that... Yeah, I think it, it, it that relates to everything, too. I mean, everything from weight yeah. loss. I mean, if you go back and you say, well, you know, I, I'm trying to, I can't get rid of this 10 pounds, but look, I lost 50, you know. <laughs> that gives you the, the, <laughs> the desire to continue on, you know. It gives you more energy to, to meet your goal. You know, I mean, it, it applies to everything, you know, whether it's a, a family loss or whether it's a loss of a fight that you're, you're trying to win or whether you're trying to change legislation or you're trying to, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it applies to every single thing. So, you know, I don't know, it's just really important, you know, to pull yourself up out of those weeds every once in a while and, and take a look back. And, and while I was writing, that's exactly what I did. And I was like, wow, <laughs> not bad. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've yeah. done having a support system, <laughs> it, it, having, you know, having a support system is, Excuse me, is so very important. We're we're down to five minutes. Um, I do have a couple okay. more questions for you. Um, one, if you could share one thing, which I know it's like you've been through so much and you have a lot of um, a lot of ex- experience, um, a lot of things that you've been through. Um, if you could share one thing, or even a couple of things, a piece of advice about your personal journey with others, what would you like? What would you share with the, the ladies that are out there listening? In terms of a, a personal journey, mm, gosh, you've got to well, keep fighting. You know, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. You you have to keep fighting. You you can't stay down. And you, like we were talking just before this, you know, about losses. Um, if you lose something and, and and something fails, it's not really a failure. You've got to get up and you've got to keep keep on with the fight, um, because if that's the only way that you'll progress. Um, and I guarantee you, you're not alone. Uh, <laughs> no matter what you're dealing with, you're not alone. There's somebody else out there. And then, I'm sorry, that, go ahead. That right there, you're not alone. That is a very important yeah, you're message. Not. That they, that so many out there need to hear that. You know, they need to know they're not mm-hmm. alone. Um, <laughs> and in today's um, world of a... technology, my gosh, we have every ability to reach out to people, you know, and you can create, you can, exactly. you can be an advocate for these things. You can grab people and bring them to you and you can create something beautiful. So, you know, so don't ever think you're alone because you're not, I promise you're not. Those are really, really important things. Um, and I know that your story is Definitely, we're going to be reaching, you know, a global audience, and we reach people not only in the U.S., you know, but in other countries. So, your, you know, mm-hmm. your story, your experience, your wisdom um, is going to reach um, countless women out there all, all across the world. I have a fun fact question before we um, get ready. We're down to a couple of minutes now. <laughs> um, what is one thing that can always be found? Do you have one thing that you can 
be found in your fridge or freezer. Like, you know, I have dark chocolate and good yogurt. Those are my two go-tos. Um, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. <laughs> yeah, good. Olives. You can always find olives, every kind of olive. You can find black olives, green olives, oh, uh, garlic stuffed <laughs> <Yeah>. olives, <laughs> feta cheese stuff. <laughs> uh, I love them. Yeah. Oh, they're great. And I, I'm too. with you on that um, yogurt bandwagon, too. I love yogurt, so you always find that in my refrigerator, too. Oh, yeah. I, and the good Greek yogurt is is, is great. Um, and I found Nusa, oh, N-O-O-S-A. That we think is fantastic. Um, we're counting down to like a minute left here, a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. So I would like to um, can we just close out <laughs> in 90 seconds now. Um, I, I would like to say thank you to everybody who is joining us, who is listening to the show on, and Michelle's story, the you know, what she has been through, what she has experienced, her wisdom, her support, um, and, and knowing that, you know, something important that she said that you remember that you are not alone. I know there's sometimes when you feel so incredibly alone, but you are not alone. Reach out. There's a hand out there. Reach back, mm-hmm. and they will help bring you into the light. You know, if you would like to purchase the book, You Are Enough, please see. Um, please go to the publisher's web address at northernbooks.weebly.com, and the book is available for purchase on Amazon and all of their connected online booksellers. We have two unique covers. One is myself, and the other is Donna Shear. Uh, the book with Donna Shear has all of Cynthia Harkinson's photos in it. She photographed all those amazing women in there. Um, so you have your choice of covers. And just thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And thank you, especially Michelle. Um, really, really appreciate you being here and sharing your strength and your hope with others. Thank you so much for inviting me. I think that this is an amazing project you guys have taken, and I appreciate that. Oh, it's It's incredible. Thank you so much, and goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay.